0: welcome back to episode six of bit of you podcast i'm abdullah and i'm sami and we're really excited to have you back to 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 catch up and to go through this episode we have a very special guest today we do which we're gonna get to we're gonna introduce her but but first but first (laughs) coffee (laughs) first the vibe check vibe check uh how's everything everything's good so i think uh, we've been trying different things um we've we've basically uh recorded a few episodes back to back yeah and and this introduction is i mean it's been it's been probably two more than two weeks since we last recorded an intro because we had we had a kind of backlog of of guests like guest episodes recorded so i feel like we have new things to report since we last touched base since we last touched base so do you want to share a bit about Life things that have been going on in the past few weeks. Yeah. Things you've seen, things you've done, things you've heard. Absolutely. So, well, general life update, I'm moving. I made a decision very quickly. I'm moving next
1: week to just down the street, really. But um, I needed a change. I've never lived in an apartment or a house in my life for more than three years. I'm coming up three years on this one, so time to move. (laughs) It's a bit sad, though. It's sad. We've had good memories. But I was talking to my parents, and my parents were like, shut the fuck up, like... I think
0: with moving, to be honest, like I lived in an apartment. So the longest one we lived in was like twenty-one years. Oh my god! On and off, and was twenty-one years, something like that. Like it was there for twenty-one years, and I moved in and out, moved in and out, but but it was with us for twenty-one years. And I remember when we decided to move, I was like, I was really, it was such a daunting thing. I was really nervous about like, oh, how I'm gonna feel when we actually move. Yeah. How I'm gonna feel that the first day in the new house how I'm gonna feel looking at an empty flat that like I'm so familiar with. And do you remember we went to the flat when yeah. it was empty, like before we we gave the keys away. And honestly, like once I left and moved into the new house, I would say like, the first day was exciting. I'm like, oh, this is something new. And then the second day I was like, well, that's it. Like, it's you, done. you don't like, I mean, you'll always feel like a sense of nostalgia for the old place, but like even somewhere that you've, you've you know, you've been, in for so long but
1: yeah it's like i said i've never lived in a place for more than three years which is insane considering i'm 33 so i n- have never had attachments to houses but this was my first like own apartment own it was slot, like my baby yeah. but uh, yeah i've never made attachments and it's not going to start now so i'm just going to move out of here and be like thank you and goodbye and i'll start some new memories somewhere else but yeah uh, other than that honestly i've spent the past like good three four days just in a kylie minogue days as a lot of people know, I'm a huge Kylie Minogue fan, and yeah. she released her new album Disco out now. You should listen to it; it's amazing. I've had to skip through a lot of your Instagram stories. Thanks, Abdullah. And so this weekend, I've just been listening to it nonstop and watching like the concert that she put on. And honestly, after the concert, I had this moment where I was I was thinking like, it's so it's not silly, but a lot of people say it's silly, and some of my friends called me a nerd for how much I like Kylie Minogue, but. She really brings so much joy into my life and I really like hope people have that, whether it's like a, an artist or a hobby or something where it's always just like unrivaled joy. Whatever, what, however you're feeling, if you do that thing or you experience that thing or you hear or listen or watch or whatever, it makes you happy. And I was like in a is
0: all weekend, honestly. I think the interesting thing about Kylie Minogue is that she's been so consistent with the stuff that she releases. I honestly don't know. I don't know if she's had any bad albums. Has yeah. she? I mean, no.
1: No, she's had a,
0: a couple... True, of, like, true, truly, though. No, not like, nothing
1: truly bad. But she's had a couple of, like, less than stellar ones. When she, No, no, I don't
0: mean truly. I just mean, like, honestly speaking. Honestly had,
1: speaking, the one she did with Jay-Z was a bit, like, of a miss for me.
0: Okay. But I mean, like, in general, like, at least a lot of the artists that I listen to, I feel like at some point, I think aside from... Mac Miller maybe who who kind of really reinvented himself and his his sound. Like it's quite easy for artists to kind of stagnate and then just I don't know. Oh yeah. You know, it's I think maybe they get uninspired or something but it's like hard for them to consistently be delivering something that's fresh and exciting and and it's insane. Relevant and you know. And actually she's like in the race now there's like a race for the top spot in the album
1: charts and if she gets a number one with this album she will have this is going to blow your mind she will have had a number one album in five different decades wow which is insane <laughs> that's yeah <laughs> five different decades so I hope she gets the number one um, and then we'll see how it goes
0: that's impressive isn't it? yeah yeah. she's an icon anyway how are you? Uh, good so I left uh, Abu Dhabi for the first time uh, since since Covid. No, you went to Egypt. Other, I mean, other than Egypt, I left this like the city moved internally. Yeah, yeah. Went camping in Fujera, which is uh, quite a while away. It was three, bit over three hours. I mean, with stops and stuff. But it was it was nice. It it was really nice to honestly like get the change of scenery. On the highway, like leaving Abu Dhabi, I was like, wow, it's been almost a year since I've done this drive. But it was it was nice, and and the process wasn't like really difficult it was really seamless to be honest so yeah i mean the the only thing is i'll have to do another covid test in a few days uh but like on the way in i thought it's going to take a long time it it was it was like a toll gate yeah and you just have to wait in line i think it was like a half hour yeah um no but it wasn't bad but yeah that's cool i just want to say we had a lot of great feedback on our last
1: episode the dating episode and i think i hope people are starting to kind of get an idea. the vibe that we're we're going for and i think every this episode is very different i mean we've already done the interview as you've mentioned earlier yeah and i think every episode will be different and i hope that's what we can continue to provide just different perspectives different personalities different um moods uh so this one i think is very different but it's important
0: yeah the the feedback that we get from the listeners is really valuable oh yeah so I mean, if you do have any comments, any feedback, just drop a DM or, or drop a comment even on the posts on Instagram. Um, I mean, we'd love to hear that. We would love to hear the feedback and it's all like, this is a huge learning curve for us to be honest. Like, Absolutely. Um, I I mean, both
1: positive and negative by the way. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: yeah. Constru- like Constructive criticism. I mean, the thing is for me, like I, you listen to a lot more podcasts than I did before. So this is all super new to me. So I mean, any, any feedback that, that, that you have not you but the listeners thanks I don't care about your feedback <laughs> uh, but yeah any feedback would be would be welcome and I think it helps us also like you know as, as we go through the
1: yeah create a show that people are enjoying to listen yeah. to yeah. yeah
0: so today's episode is going to be with a with a really good friend of ours uh, her name is Hiba. Uh, And she's going to introduce herself when she gets on. But uh, yeah, she's a she's a she's a very good and old friend of ours and someone who unfortunately went through a traumatic experience. Yeah, traumatic, tragic experience. Um, She lost she lost a partner not too long ago. And yeah, I'll, I'll let her get into the details. But the whole premise of the episode is kind of exploring how she dealt with everything how she processed it and how she moves forward in her life, um, with with everything that's happened.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think you know it's the the idea of picking up the pieces. You say picking up the pieces if it's as if it's an easy thing, but it's the most difficult thing in the world. Yeah. And just shout out to Hiba um, for being so open and gracious, honestly.
0: Yeah. Uh, and really. Uh, and you'll hear you'll hear in the episode. I mean, it was a very raw, very honest conversation yes and I think that must have been not an easy thing for her to do yes and um, she did it like a champ and it was uh, you know I, I mean we're both very grateful for for her to spend the time and to actually open up and share all those you know details of her life and yeah
1: it's inspiring her journey is inspiring yeah yeah for sure yeah for sure so I think we can get into it at this point yeah Anything else, Abdullah?
0: Yeah, nothing in particular. Thanks again to the viewers or to the listeners for tuning in and for continuing to to, to tune in every week. And, and, sh- and
1: a lot of people are sharing our posts and like telling their friends about it. It makes me so happy. It's yeah,
0: so thanks a lot for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, please, please, if you enjoy the episodes, if you like listening to them, share them, repost them. Rate
1: them, review them yeah. on Apple Podcasts.
0: And subscribe. And subscribe. Yeah, so yeah. We'll get into it after the break. Yeah. <laughs> after the pee break. Welcome back, guys. And thanks again for joining us today. So, we have a very special guest with us today. Hibba, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself?
2: What about myself? <laughs> My name is Hibba. <laughs> I was born in Abu Dhabi. I uh, grew up between Abu Dhabi and Toronto. I've known Sami and Abdullah for quite a while now. Abdullah I've known since I can remember. Very close family friends and uh, Sammy came into my life quite a while ago. <laughs> with with a bang with a a bang
1: bang. (laughs) we we quickly um we quickly developed a deep bond over rupaul's drag race and
2: yeah it started at rupaul's drag race but it got it got a
3: lot deeper than that
2: that. and uh life hasn't been the same since so yeah two of my closest friends i would say and i'm glad to be here
1: we're glad to have you and we're glad to have this conversation as well and i think I'm, i'm very looking forward to getting into it so i think we should just jump right
0: in yeah okay
2: skip the foreplay
0: (laughs) (laughs) so um so today's conversation is going to revolve around a couple of different things we we haven't necessarily labeled it at this point but yeah it's the the general topics that we're going to go through are comfort zones and grief so i'm just gonna jump right into it and and yeah let's let's have you know a conversation about these things so Heba, you've you've lost someone in your life uh who was very close to you obviously about a year and a half ago and it was someone who was close to us as well it's been a long year and a half since then so I'm wondering how you you begin to unpack everything that's happened um and and how your journey has looked like since this happened
2: um yeah <laughs> I did lose someone very close to me I lost So, for those of you that don't know me, I lost my husband. It's crazy when you say a year and a half ago because, to me, I can't believe that it's been that long. Yeah. At some point, you stop counting the months. Um, It's not like when you have a baby and you're like, you know, they're 13 months or whatever. Like, literally, at some point, it just... You don't expect to stop counting, but you do. But we'll 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 just say a year and a half for now. I think it's a little bit more than that at this point. Unpacking, I I would say the first seven to eight months you don't do anything. <laughs> you don't pack or unpack, or you yeah. don't know what you're doing. It's all a bit of a blur. And I was actually um, every time I kind of reflect on this year and a half, or you know what, I'll even go just say. Every time I reflect on the past year, because at some point I feel like I've decided to make a bit of a transformation, but I don't remember anything. It was a bit of a blur.
0: Yeah. You Um, mean the the entire time? Yeah. yeah. I don't
2: know. If you were to ask me what, where, ask me about anything that may have happened between February 23rd, 2019, till February 23rd, 2020, there's a huge probability that I don't remember Mm. any of it. Yeah like no exaggeration it's just been a blur
0: do you mean in terms of everything like in terms of everything that's happened in your life not just not just how you've experienced Uh, life everything
2: everything it's like amnesia yeah yeah it's it's proper amnesia yeah it's like and i've heard and i don't know if this is actually factual but i heard it was it's a bit of a coping mechanism that you go through and you know what i think it is a coping mechanism just speaking on like, on on account of what happened with me. Because honestly, I don't want to remember yeah. anything about the past year and a half. Yeah. And I don't want to say year and a half because things have been looking up a little bit lately. I want to say year because at some point I just decided to stop. make a change, yeah. just stop. But I would say the first year up until his anniversary, even including his anniversary, I'm sure. And you guys were around literally we were together yes. the weekend of yeah so <laughs> you've probably seen me like yeah. go through it i don't wanna remember any of it anyway
1: yeah so and- you know, we were talking about this, and this is something Abdullah brought up actually. In the first few months that had happened, and I can only speak for me and Abdullah, is we had a lot of conversations about like we could, if we could do anything to make this had not have happened, we would have done it. And it was a lot of like, we wish we could just turn back time. Why was it like? Why did it happen to Hiba? Why did it, why did this something that we had to all go through? Obviously, you are on a very different situation, but he was very close to us as yeah. well. And as you're saying, it took you some time to kind of get over it and, and process, and you had that year of of just kind of. A lost year, for lack of a better yeah, word. Yeah, lost year,
2: absolutely. Uh,
1: and you started saying now things are looking up and, and you're, you've been on a journey. So how did you... What point did you start like reframing your, your mind? And was it a conscious decision to be like, okay, now I need to move on? Yeah. Or was it something that was kind of like a natural progress?
2: No, it was not a natural progress uh, <laughs> at all. It was very much a situation where I was like, all right, guys, I'm fucking done. Yeah, I'm done, first of all just so tired of being that person that's gone through it. Like, that's just a stamp on my forehead. You know what, in a way I would say I'm very proud to have been his wife and to have been the last person that was with him and you know, the very last moment of his life. Yeah. To have gone through that experience, I'm very, in a way, it's really messed up to say, but I'm, I'm quite fortunate to have had the honor of having that with him, yes, yeah. but at the same time, i don't want that to define me entirely. I definitely want it to, it's definitely changed me as cliche as it sounds when someone goes through grief or a loss or whatever, and they say you know that they 've changed blah 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 but i 'm quite like i'm not, it's obviously i can 't say i 'm happy about it, but i 'm just you know i I was the one that was pick to go through it yeah. i would say yeah and i'm so honored to have been the person to have spent his last moments with him yeah and i'm in a way i'm like it's gone it's happened to me i have no choice i have no option yeah but to get through it yeah in one way or another and i'm not to say that i'm through it now you're never through it yeah you carry that with you but i don't want it to be like stamped on my forehead the defining. at the same time it's not my defining You know, it's not, I, I was around before I met my husband, Yeah. I was around way before that. Yeah. We met at 30. We got married quite quickly. We had a relationship with that. I think people used to question how perfect it was because it was so perfect.
3: Yeah.
2: I had that and I don't think many people can say that they had that. So I'm very happy and fortunate to be able to say that, especially with him. I had that honor. But at the same time I don't want to be like branded as like a widow.
1: Yeah, I get that. <laughs> you <laughs> and you know I'm
2: tired so cool. of it. Sorry. I'm yeah. just I, I, at some point I just used to get tired of like the sympathy. Yeah. You want it. At some point you need it, by the way.
3: You need it. Absolutely. you need it, yeah, of yeah. You need
2: it for a long time, but at some point you're just like, "You know what? I'm like, thank you guys. Thank you for carrying me through like the most awful hopefully life doesn't get worse than this. thank you for carrying me through that entire thing but i'm done yeah i'm i need to get out of it
1: it's funny you mentioned you don't want to be branded that way because and this is a story i don't think i've spoken to you about this but when it first happened my boss that morning i wasn't going to go to work yeah me, i remember
3: me, i remember oh god me sorry and I, no. <laughs> <laughs> me and abdullah
1: spent that day with you yeah. and um I had to tell my boss what had happened, obviously, because I wasn't showing up at work, and he had said at the time, take as much time as you need. So at work, when I came back after a couple of days, everyone was like, we heard what happened, whatever. And a lot of people had known you either through seeing you in photos of mine on Instagram, or seeing you in, and ever since then, every time someone would mention you, it would always be, oh Heba, your small friend.
2: You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. I miss the days where I, I miss the days where I was the short one, the short girl. Now <laughs> yeah. I would, like, forget the, the fact that I'm I'm smaller than many. Yeah. <laughs> not not everyone, but many. There um, are a couple of people out there a little smaller than I. But then suddenly that wasn't my thing anymore. Now I'm, you know, oh poor Heba, like how's she doing or.
1: I thought it would be like that but from people i know that maybe don't know you that didn't actually change much i mean obviously they make the connection but a lot of people i think even actively kind of just didn't want to brand you that way and i think that's people don't think about that but you have to like you don't want to brand someone by something that happened to them
2: but you know the thing is Sammy, and i say this and i say i didn't want and you know now looking back now looking at where I am now and, and reflecting and going like that's not what I wanted but at the time I did want that
0: yeah wanted the sympathy you mean uh,
2: yeah of course yeah I needed that and, and I, a lot of that I kind of you know because it was of course my life always revolved around him the second I met him mm. but that was more between me and him
3: yeah yeah
2: and maybe you guys know how much I love I love, and I I don't ever say it as past tense. Yeah. But I didn't want that to suddenly, like, end.
3: Yeah.
2: You know? And this is something that I struggle with now, is that I'm finding that time is passing. I'm finding that things are happening in my life, and I'm moving forward, and I hate the phrase moving on, because I'll never move on. But I'm finding that I still in a way and i'm I'm, i think as i'm going to be speaking you're going to notice that i'm going to be contradicting myself quite a bit yeah because it is this is exactly what goes on in my head it's 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 up and down it's in and out it's a roller coaster it's a it's a ride honestly (laughs) not a ride anyone wants to be on it's one of those awful roller coaster rides that i think if you're like yeah you've got to there has to be something wrong with you if you want to know what this feels like because
3: yeah. it's
2: the worst. Yeah. But you'll, I do contradict myself a lot. I do contradict myself. Uh, but there's no right or wrong, No, there's there? no right or wrong. And yeah. I think that this is a, just generally a lesson that you go through when grieving generally, regardless of whether it's grief that falls under a category as extreme as mine or whether it's the kind of grief that you expect to go through life as a, you know, losing a parent, for example. That's yeah, something yeah. that as we, you know, you enter your 30s, approach your 40s, you start to expect that that's going to happen It's you. a reality. It's a reality. And that's something that you... You know it's going to happen. You prepare. Yeah, you... you look, I you uh, yeah, can't prepare. You can't prepare. You yeah, know, yeah. It, I I prepare know, I know, I know. I'm not, word, I'm not here but. to, like, correct you about this, but, like, you can't prepare regardless. Yeah. But you just know it's going to happen at some point. It's yeah, like, it's more okay, expected. It's more expected. Yeah. Like, I just... As much as I, like I've said before, I didn't want to be branded at the same time. At the time when it did happen, I wanted it to be the only thing. Because it was the only thing. And it is, you know what, frankly speaking, still in my mind, it is the only thing. Yeah. So, but now it's more like, let's focus on other things. As opposed to like, let's just talk about this all the time. Yeah.
0: But Hibbs, I mean, did something happen in your life to kind of sort of get you to reframe or like do you remember when it happened or was it just like kind of a progression and being like
2: Uh, no i just got tired of it i just at some point you start feeling i don't want to say at some point you this is grief is very personal Mm.
3: um
2: and if you talk to people who've gone through like some you know extreme grief i would say you'll know that um it's very very personal So what I'm saying is just very strictly my my journey, and it's not something that I can say everyone can expect to go through, and hopefully no one ever does. But I just I'm the type of person if I want to like start working out, if I want to do something, if I want to start cooking or whatever, I'm always like, okay, I need that moment where I'm just like, do it. Yeah, it's almost like I plan it in three days. I'm going to. Blah 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 blah, and the turning point for me actually was, you know what, New Year's, New Year's Eve. I just decided twenty twenty was gonna be, and then we're all gonna laugh about this obviously because yeah. twenty twenty <laughs> has been awful for everybody, not just me. But I'm not going through it through it alone now, which feels good in a way. <laughs> so, but um just that psychological i and and it's funny now and i also see it now with covid everyone's like yeah i can't wait for next year and i'm just like yeah but you guys do you really know that it's gonna get any better next year we no don't. we don't no right i don't, but, I don't think yeah. but what i what i said to myself was 2020 that's it <laughs> like yeah that's let's have the clock turn 12 and I i remember that very moment i actually didn't do much on new year's eve Um, but I did go out with my, my brother and my sister-in-law and we went to this like bar that we were going to a lot throughout the past that year. Mm. It wasn't anything. It was a very non event, but it was just like, let's go for the sake of doing something. And I just remember the clocks hitting 12 and I just felt this like sense of like, just like relief almost in a way as delusional as it sounds I mean it makes sense (laughs) like you were
0: looking forward to it
2: I was looking forward to it and the difference between New Year's Eve and then it was a couple of months between Mark's anniversary and New Year's Eve so I had that New Year's Eve like moment of just like ooh 2020 Mm. I had a big party at mine you know 10 days in which I wanted to start having and hopefully I will have next year where right? yeah. just to mark the start of a new year.
1: That was a really nice get together by yeah. the way.
2: It was and it was just a kind of it was. I hope it was. <laughs> I'm assuming I mean I hope everyone that was there had a good time. But I um that was also kind of my way of just saying like guys, thank you so much for being there for me in this awful period. Here is the start of a new year this is where I'm at and I want it like to move forward yeah of course obviously we didn't anticipate anything that happened like a month later (laughs) but that led up obviously to the anniversary yeah but the anniversary was when I was just like done yeah and I that day was an awful day I knew it was going to be awful I wanted it to be awful I was not in a situation where I was going to be like, oh, let's celebrate his life. No, I was, I was just, I just wanted to like, ball.
0: Feel, like feel it almost. Just
2: release it. Yeah. Yeah. And I did. And I got that. And I'm lucky that I got to spend it with my cousin and, and, and my sister-in-law, who's also my best friend. Like the, you know, mm. two of the some of the closest people in my life at the time who took the day off and came to spend it with me. And it was just Mm. a day where it wasn't even about do, let's do the celebration thing because I think in a lot of, I don't know if it's a cultural thing or if it's, again, a personal preference, but it's like, it wasn't a situation where I was ready to celebrate. And then this is a thing that I struggle with when people lose someone and they're like, let's celebrate their life. And I'm like, no, I'm so angry and upset yeah. and heartbroken that I lost someone. I'm not gonna celebrate their life. I'm I'm miserable. Yeah. And that the whole logic behind that day in terms of, you know, my sister in law and my cousin coming over was just like, let's do stuff that you like. Yeah. Go to garden center, buy a bunch of plants, go have lunch at this restaurant that you love, you know, day drink. Like yeah. just stuff that I absolutely <laughs> love doing, yeah. you know? Let's make this about you this year. Yeah. And it was good. And I was miserable. And I was also felt like I also felt quite loved too. Yeah. Just nice, you know? Yeah. That was the turning point. But it wasn't organic. It didn't flow. It didn't happen naturally. It's just me, like literally just setting a goal, just like you would if you said that you want to go to the gym. Mm. That was just me going, like, that's it.
0: Yeah so this brings me to my next question and then the gym might not be the answer to this question (laughs) especially
2: not not for me yeah (laughs) but um
0: you're just naturally gorgeous (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean so the thing is like so like we said it's been it's been a it's been a journey um like i'm I'm sure it doesn't get easier but you've worked really hard on getting yourself in a mind state where you seem like you're ready to carry on and i i purposely didn't use of phrase moving on thanks Um, so carrying on (laughs) um, what are some of the things that you you've done to get yourself to where you are today and what I mean by that is are there any habits you've introduced into your life that you know I don't know help you cope or anything of the sorts
2: look I don't think I've like necessarily introduced any new habits I've just started to do things that I like doing a bit more Obviously, my dog has been a huge <laughs> Bertie. Yeah. Bertie. Anyone that knows me knows how obsessed I am with my dog. Yes, and you know I'm very proud of that. And if you think I'm insane, then you know. I have no room for you in my life, honestly. (laughs) 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 Me and
0: Bertie don't have any room.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Bertie doesn't like Abdullah. Just a bit of context around the the giggles Mm -hmm. behind this this comment. Um, But my, I've just I think initially I revolved my entire life around my dog for a while, which led me to creating an Instagram account, which I think old me and i say old me because honestly and i again as cliche as it sounds i don't think that i'm the same person that i was a year and a half ago for sure but it's led me to to just meet a lot of people Mm. dog owners and i kind of just focused on that for a while where i was going to advance and meeting people and so on and that's helped me so much um that was something i probably would didn't really do before. Otherwise, the thing is, as soon as it happened, I moved, I completely picked up and moved. And I think I should preface this by saying I'm very fortunate to have been able to have that option where I could just like, you know, hire some movers, have the support system to kind of, you know, go to my old place, pack everything up for me and move me somewhere new. Mm. Um, some are new, some are sunny, some are beautiful. Um, so just that kind of change in um, environment led to a lot of new things It led to me going running and just like taking my dog uh, my dog for walks and you know just just kind of seeing the sunny side of life literally. But habit-wise, I'm not gonna say you know I started going to the gym regularly. No, I didn't. I'm never gonna go to the gym, guys. Like, <laughs> let's be honest here, it's never happening. <laughs> I ha- I did I do I do go for runs, yeah, which have helped me a lot, by the way. But picking up new habits, I did start going for grief counseling, yeah. Not early on. I tried that out. I don't know if I want to get. Should I get into uh, up
3: that?
2: To you. you know what? I'm gonna get into it. Get into it. Okay. So, I think a couple of months in, after it first happened, and just to just a reminder that for me things were absolute blur, especially at the beginning. I mean, you don't know what is going on for a very long time. Yeah. A couple of months in, I was hearing things about, you know, why don't you go talk to someone? And I'm like. Yeah, but I'm already talking to, like, my friends. Uh, I've got a great support system. I've got my family around. I'm very lucky. By the way, I am a very fortunate person. And I've literally had every single, like, every single, like, recipe or, uh, like, a uh, ingredient to kind of help me through getting through this mm. very awful thing. Yeah. I'm very 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 pri- privileged in a sense that I've had my family around me, I've had my friends around me, I've had my dog, I have the financial means to be able to pick up and move. I have, you know, my job, my company that the company that I work with was amazing. Yeah. I have every single element of success that I need to get through, if that makes sense. So, I just want to say that and I want to acknowledge that for a second. But a lot of what was going on was like, oh, you know, a couple of people who mean well, of course, were telling me that I should probably start going to talk to someone like a therapist or whatever. I'm a psych major, by the way. So I put that aside for a second. I know the benefits of talking to someone. I know the benefits of of just like treatment generally. I'm very well aware. I studied it. You know what I mean? But obviously when stuff happens to you, none of this makes any sense as I'm sure you can imagine with any other thing. But I did go to someone to talk to someone initially. I remember going there and she's like, why are you here? And I'm like, I don't know, I was just told that I should talk to someone, so here I am.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I had a lot of concerns. I just didn't have a positive outlook on the mental health facilities in this country. But my my job, my comp- the company that I work for, which is a healthcare company, it provides you with free kind of counseling sessions for any sort of anything really, whether it's financial woes or like divorce, separation, grief, etc. Which is amazing, by the way. I think a lot of people that are listening in right now that are working in the UAE can't say that they have that. Yeah. I mean, I'm or I'm anywhere to be honest with you, or anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So I had that free mental health like treatment. And I remember the first thing I was supposed to do is I was supposed to call this toll-free number and then someone picks up the phone who's essentially like someone that's going to f- like like match you with a therapist. And I remember saying and I think many people who know me know that I'm not a religious person and nor do I ever intend to be and nor do I want anyone to preach this to me, especially not during this of my life and actually it's something that makes me very very upset upon reflection those who've tried to like explain things to me from a religious standpoint and again and I'm sorry if this is offending anyone but this is my personal these are my personal beliefs that you know I just don't (laughs) so one of the first things that I mentioned to the the person coordinating to me was that i did not want to be of course guys i don't know i mean if any of you go through therapy this might be a no-brainer for you but for me it was my first time and the one of the first things i said was i don't want to be matched with someone that's going to be preachy about any of this stuff i literally just want to to talk to someone makes sense like an outsider um you know maybe a actually a total outsider that's the entire appeal of the situation right because I, as I said I have my family my friends and so on so that part of my life is fulfilled but I don't want any of that yeah. so lo and behold they match me with some. match me like we're on Tinder <laughs> <laughs> but they you know they set me up well they you know
0: <laughs> connected they, me with they you
2: know they you know facilitate uh, whatever it is with this therapist and she just was i get in there and it's so it's so unfortunate actually this person who's two months in you know losing their husband absolute grief still you're still in that shock phase you're not in the phase of like even digesting what's happened at this point Mm -hmm. i don't even know how i drove to that appointment to be honest with you and she said to like she was asking me all sorts of questions like You know, but where do you think he is right now? If you don't believe in any of this stuff, like, where do you think he is? And I'm like, I don't know. That's not why I'm here. I've not even reached that point where I'm wondering where he is. You know what I mean? That is, yeah. yeah. You know, if you don't believe in anything, how can you, like, how do you not, think that he's in heaven right now like just like very judgy kind of tone and i looked at her i'm like look i'm not here to talk about any of this I'm just, i just want to talk about how i'm feeling right now i feel like shit by the way i was <laughs>
1: about to say regardless i mean i would be in the same position as you i would not want to be discussing it in that frame but even if you did i don't think that's what you should be discussing no when you fr- I mean, yeah like,
2: you're not getting paid otherwise i'd go to some like religious figure go, or whatever yeah whatever i believe in and just be like you know let's yeah. talk about spirits you know and again like to each their own but not for me guys you know and I've made that very very clear and I think everyone that knows me knew to never utter those words yeah and I'm very grateful for that so thanks um but I I just had such an awful experience and I think part of it was because it was so fresh also yeah not knowing why I was going i kind of just went because i was told you know you should go talk to therapist. they're gonna help you out i'm like yeah you know what you maybe at that point you're looking for anything give me a book to read i'm gonna read it i remember you guys i went to kinokuniya we spent like an hour there looking for this book
1: yes i, remember I, that. I was
2: literally just like looking for anything to make me understand what the hell just happened yeah, of course yeah. none of that ever helps by the way <laughs> you kind of just need to go through it on your own yeah um but to go back and I think I like went off topic a little bit which I it's tend fine. to do but seven to eight months in when I started to digest because it took me that long what had happened I started going to grief counseling um and it changed my life and it's something that I think cynical or old me, <laughs> still cynical, but maybe a little less, uh, would have been like that's bullshit. Like you know, sit in a circle, talk about your feelings. That's yeah. just no. Yeah. Like how's that gonna help you at all? Honestly, it did. And you know what? Misery loves company, and that's sometimes that's all you need at yeah. the beginning. I think eventually, like I said, at some point you kind of just get sick of it, just being miserable and you want to I can imagine.
0: Oh, I remember I remember how much how much you uh, I don't want to say enjoyed but how much better you felt after those sessions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean I'm mean, now I'm definitely a huge advocate for it. And I want to say I'm 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 so impressed by the fact that this facility exists.
0: You should shout it out. In
2: Dubai, it's called the Lighthouse. It's just a place to go to talk not necessarily about grief. They do have that Grief Centre, Remy's grief center, which is amazing. But I was very surprised that this existed. And a very non-judgmental place and literally a place that I could and you know I tend to be a little controversial with my views.
3: About Me, and yeah. Me and you both. Me and you
2: both. But I it's just amazing that it exists and I hope no no one ever has to feel like they need to go there. But if you do, uh head to the lighthouse because it changed my life, honestly. I don't go as much anymore. At some point, again, I think it was my birthday actually, fell on one of the days that I was supposed to have counseling. And I was like, I'm not ruining my birthday by going to counseling. Even though, by the way, I never ever regretted a day going there. But I stopped going for a couple of months. But it's just good to know that I have Mm, that option and everybody has that option. And it's for free too, by the way.
3: Yeah,
1: that's amazing. Yeah, 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 it's great. Building on everything you've just said, and taking it a bit of a different place. So I know you very well, and I think a lot of people that know you, and I mean this with my best intentions, and I hope you don't take this the wrong way. But you are the type of sp- person that is very specific in what they like, how they like to spend their time, where they like to spend their time. Yeah. You have very specific <laughs> taste levels. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: um, you like the that's, finer that's things in life. It's a compliment, It is a and it's a great thing to do. Yeah. But And before, you used to be quite... You knew what you wanted and you always did that, right? Yeah. But over the past couple of years, I've noticed you've kind of started pushing yourself out of your yeah. comfort zone. Yeah. And, and not a comfort zone, but like you've pushed yourself in situations where you would be like, I'm doing this next week. And I'm like, hey, but what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is <laughs> what do you mean you're going there? <laughs> and you do it and for better or for worse. Yeah. And I think we've had experiences together where yeah. things were for worse, but yeah. you still did it. Yeah. And I just want to know, I mean again was that a conscious decision and how has that helped you and can you talk us through a little bit about like the process of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone
2: so I think it all boils down to one thing Um, when we talk about comfort zone for me is my biggest issue or like the biggest thing for me when it comes to comfort zone is doing things on my own yeah I've always had this aversion to doing specific things on my own whether it's going to a spin class I would drag someone to go with me. You know, going to a place for the first time, I, I need to go with someone. Restaurant, I'll always, I'm always going to be the person that orders the same thing. But if there's something on the menu that's of interest to me, I'll kind of push whoever I'm with to order and then try it. <laughs> like, that's just the way I work, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Not sure it's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's just a fact of life. And, and, and to go back to independence, yeah. losing your partner... Having that realization that, you know what? There's a big chance that I might never, ever have someone in my life again. I'm 33. I, I would classify... I would personally classify myself as someone who has a great life aside from everything that happened. I'm healthy. I've got my family around me. An amazing family, by the way. Yeah. Like... I'm very fortunate to have the family that I do. The friends that I have. I have a great job. You (laughs) do. Just everything. My life. I live in a beautiful apartment. Beautiful. Like, it's not, this isn't a bragging session of any sort. But this is just me, like, appreciating everything that I have. And this has really helped me, by the way. And again, it sounds a bit cheesy. But when everything happened, I realized that, yeah. You know what the part where I'm supposed to be doing things with someone that might not necessarily ever be, the case again, yeah. and I'm 33 now. It's not like I'm like oh my god I'm 33 I need to rush into meeting someone and you know doing all the stuff that I wanted to do with Mark. No, it's not about that. It's about other things like what about travel? What about you know meeting people? Why am I so I love and you know what? if you if I take a step back and I look at it. From a very like clinical way, I'm a, per- a girl that lost a man, you know, and now suddenly I can't do things. And that's in what world is that okay? Yeah. Like, I had my career before I met him, I had my life before ma- I met him. Everything that essentially that I own, that I have, that I built, I did it on my own it's anyway. Yours. Yeah. It's mine. He added a lot to my life in a lot of different ways that I will never ever be able to kind of replace or emulate any of that Sure. but everything else that's always been mine you know so as much as I'm gonna stop now and like pause for a second and you know just be miserable and grieve there's stuff out there I'm healthy enough I've got the financial means to book a flight somewhere and do something which I haven't done yet on my own. But why don't I go meet people, make new friends? Yeah. Why don't I do that? Why can't I? I have great friends, like I said. But at the same time, a part of me wanted to, and I th- one of my coping mechanisms was essentially to erase a lot of, and I know this sounds a bit harsh, maybe a little insensitive, but a lot of what I was doing was to kind of re-replace re- certain things If a lot of the people who know me, love, I know, know how much I love dressing up. For example, I love clothes. That's my thing. I like to dress up. You
1: always look flawless.
2: Thank you. But with, and I'll remember, you know, what everybody was wearing on any given day for anything. It could be like just one day where we went to Pinkberry and, you know, you were wearing that shirt, for example. I'll remember all of that. I remember everything.
3: Yeah.
2: I, re- I reference everything in terms of clothes in my mind. I'm a very like visual person. One of the things I did was I literally replaced everything that I wear. Every all single thing that I wear right now. And again, this all goes back to me being fortunate enough to be able to do that.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, but it's just like this process of replacing and not to say that I want to replace friends, but I also want to start a new page. Part of that is meeting new people. Yeah. And that's something that I was able to do with, with my dog and like going to events. Going to an event alone, I mean, I would have never in my life thought about doing that. The first time I'm, I dragged my sister in law with me. But then afterwards, I just started doing things. I, again, like I think just reflecting on who I am, just. I would have never gone anywhere on my beyond. own I always drag people with me not necessarily people I'm not like a big group person but just someone I'm able to independently do things now that's amazing yeah but the travel thing I I want to do on my own at some point yeah
0: I haven't it's intriguing but I ha- I haven't yet done that yeah, that's I do recommend going to the cinema alone, though. Oh, yeah, me too.
2: That's something I'm against, though. I've no. always thought, like, people who go to the movies alone uh, it's are so
0: thing. sad. It's my favorite thing. No, or someone no, who's it's sitting so in the nice. food court
2: alone. It's so like, nice. Oh, that just kills me.
1: I traveled alone. It's quite... It can get quite lonely sometimes, but I never feel bad for myself. Almost like, yeah, you know, I, I wish my friends were here and we could experience this together, but actually I'm experiencing it and I'm uncomfortable, but it's great. I mean...
2: The thing is, lonely, like being alone for me for a long time was not an option. Yeah. I was I there remember for the first that. year yeah. I needed to have and, and I'm so lucky to have Soha in my life my sister-in-law who's also one of my best friends and she was always someone that like she literally inserted herself like surgically inserted herself into everything that I was doing just to make sure that I wasn't doing it alone I mean she would even be like oh let's go do our nails together I'm like, that's something that you would do alone but you guys have to realize at some point like Maybe, like, six months and I wasn't able to, like, get up and do my own laundry. I wasn't able to... I couldn't do anything. I didn't go to a grocery store for, like, eight months. It's just doing things on your own. When you talk about normal comfort zone, yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't want to go to the movies alone, whatever, that's just weird. But, like, when you're going through grief, comfort zone changes dramatically. Comfort zone becomes, like, it clashes with, like, depression. yeah. Because it's not just you psychologically not feeling comfortable; it's your body, your it's your body like battling with you as well. Yeah, you can't wake up, Mm. showering. I mean, I just for the record, I was showering frequently, but I mean, just that act of shower, like just those basic basic things. Me going to do my nails, very something every girl that. Chooses to do her nails. I'm gonna assume that every girl does her nails, but everyone or any gets, sh- boy who wants to do or his any nails. boy, sorry, let's laugh. Yeah. Any person who <laughs> wants to go do their nails, for example, tends tend to do it on their own.
3: Yeah,
2: you know, unless you want to make an event out of it. But like, just like basic stuff like driving, I didn't drive for like six months easily. Yeah, I couldn't. I was like in paralysis, so. Stuff like that, me getting in a car for the first time and driving somewhere, that's me getting out of my comfort zone. My comfort zone dramatically changed.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was no like,
2: longer like, you know, going to a party on my own. <laughs> literally <laughs> it everything super basic like. Yeah. Very basic. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. so, what are some of the thoughts you have on people who are dealing with something similar to what you've gone through and do you have any realistic advice that you would share?
2: My thoughts would be like, I'm so sorry that you're going through it, obviously. But my advice would be just be fucking selfish. You don't want to respond to a WhatsApp message, don't respond. You don't want to go somewhere, don't go somewhere. Someone says something to you, like to make you feel better and you don't like it, let them know. <laughs> like, you just. Be selfish, it's all about you,
3: yeah take care of yourself all you,
2: literally when it's almost like when you're on an airplane and they tell you and you you know they tell you that that thing drops from the i don't know what it's called for to breathe, yeah, yeah. just you're supposed to put that oxygen mask on first before helping someone, yeah, that's what you're doing before you. Yeah want to care about other people's feelings and you know eventually that along the line you will go back to that but right now all you need to focus on is putting that oxygen mask on and focusing on yourself and just doing whatever you want yeah. if you got the means to splurge splurge if you want to buy something stupid god knows i've bought like the stupidest things <laughs> corona you know quarantine didn't help either but like it's just what makes you happy do it that's, That's good what's advice. Me. That's
3: good advice.
2: And don't think about what other, how other people feel because believe me, the people that want to be in your life will stay in your life.
3: Yeah.
2: And they're never going to for a second hold it against you. Not once has it been held against me. Yeah. Maybe because I'm lucky enough to have the people that I do have in my life. But even, and if people start dropping like flies, just let them stay on the ground. Don't reintroduce them to your life. Yeah. Like they don't deserve to be there, honestly. Yeah. So that's my advice, just, just do you. Yeah. Thank you, Heba. Thank you.
3: That, that was really great advice. <laughs> yeah.
1: We're gonna have a, we're gonna come back after a quick break, where you're gonna ask us a couple of questions, okay. where you turn the tables, but we're gonna take a very quick peer pee break because yeah, we've been I recording for a minute now, <laughs> and we'll be right back. Okay. Welcome back. Uh, We've all peed. We all feel great. (laughs) So Hiba, you have a couple of questions prepared for us. Yeah. So if you just want to take the floor now, it's all yours.
2: Well, I think given that we're such close friends and we essentially went through this entire thing together in different ways, but there are a couple of things I've wondered throughout. And one of the things that I wanted to know, first of all, how was it for you guys to lose a dear friend? And second of all, how was it seeing me go through it? Like, how did that feel for you guys?
0: So the first part of your question, how, how it felt for me, like, I remember exactly what I was doing when I found out. I was, I had just gotten out the shower and I was getting ready to go to work. And then I saw the message from you. And like, my first instinct was like,
2: What did I say? I don't remember. You by the said, way. I don't remember telling you.
0: Yeah, you sent me a message Mark passed away last night.
2: Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, it
0: it was straight to the point, which it should have been. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, my first instinct was, like, this is not real. And, I, I mean, obviously I know, like, it would never be a joke. But, like, my reaction was, like, this must be a joke. And then, like, I let it sink in for, like, a couple of seconds. And then my next immediate reaction was, like, no, no, something has to be, you know, we have to be able to do something to reverse this, like. It's, it's not, you know, it's not over that. That was my immediate reaction. And then we came and we saw you and obviously like it's, it, it was crazy because I was just like, I felt so helpless and I felt like really sad, but like I saw you and how obviously devastated you were. And I don't know, somehow I I said like, I had to keep reminding myself, like, like I I sat, I remember I sat next to you and you were crying and I was just like, and then I started crying, but then I was like, no, you know, you just, you know this person has just lost her husband so like i just felt like i just didn't know what to do you know what i mean like i i didn't know what to say because obviously nothing you say can do anything and then i felt i felt i felt sad and i kept telling myself like you what you're feeling is nothing compared to what this other person's feeling so i i don't know almost like try not to show emotions but yeah like, and then and then when i started crying and then i was like well no i think you would appreciate that that emotion, you know what i mean? But yeah, that, that that was that was how i kind of that that was the first day. And then from there like and this is the reason why i i framed one of the questions the way i did is because for the first couple of months i kept just wishing that things were different. And the the basically the the, the essence of my question was at what point do you switch from being like i wish this didn't happen to Okay, it's happened, now what? You know what I mean? Yeah, that was my experience with it.
1: For me, um, in terms of personally, Mark was the first person in my in my life. I've never, before him and never have since, uh, lost someone who meant something to me. You know, I've, I've lost people who are in my peripheral life. But to be honest with you, like, at the end of the day, it's a natural thing and you hear people pass away and you're obviously always sad about it. But it was the first time somebody that actually was like a big part of my life and i had feelings for um passed away and i don't want this to come out the wrong way but when i first got the message it was the first thing i did when i woke up I, i turned around and looked at my phone as i usually do and i don't mean this in a bad way i thought you were joking for like a split second i thought it was like a joke and then i was like Hiba has a sick sense of humor, but which to, I do. I mean, yeah, yeah, I do, and exactly.
2: I don't blame you for thinking it was a joke. No, 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 no. But that's the thing. I was
1: like, Hiba has a, a fucked up sense of humor, as do I. But this is not a line she would cross. Like, this is not. That's not a joke. It's not a joke. Like, you would never play this joke on someone. And so I remember, I called Abdullah the first thing, and he's like, "Yeah, like this is happening." I went downstairs. I spoke to my mom. My mom was in a state of total shock, and I uh, called my work. I told them I'm not coming. And I had to drive to Abu Dhabi because I was in Dubai that day. I was living in Dubai and um, it was like the worst hour of my life. And I met Abdullah downstairs under your building when we arrived. And I remember, as he mentioned, we had both said to each other, like, it was so surreal. We we kept saying, like, is this real life? Yeah. Like, is this? I remember talking to him. I'm like, I kept slapping myself to make mm. sure like this is happening because I couldn't comprehend it. Um, and we both said to ourselves, like, Let's keep our feelings aside for now. Like, this is about Hiba. To be completely honest with you, that the whole day, I I didn't even think about how I was feeling because seeing you and the way what you were feeling, and I knew how much you love him and like how awful I can't even describe it. It put me in a sense, in a state of shock where I couldn't even comprehend it until a couple of days later when I eventually went back to work. uh, Somebody came up to me who knows us, a friend of ours who used to work with me, and she gave me a hug. And we both started crying, like, in the middle of the office. And that was the first time I allowed myself to be like, "What, what, what is happening? Like, wh-? it was the first time I let myself, like, actually get in touch with my emotions. Mm. Um, but for me, that first few weeks was just about, like, Hiba as much as I could. Because whatever I was feeling, I mean, it was nothing compared to you. And I still, to this day, struggle. Like, me and Mark had a couple of things that... He very very much knew about me and we could relate to. He, he was British, uh, and I loved, like, I grew up on British culture and we had these little things that only the both of us knew. And he would like I'd play a song and he'd be like, Oh my god, that song reminds me of when I was ten years old. I'm like, I can't believe somebody else knows this. Yeah. Or he loved musicals randomly. He loved musicals, yeah. <laughs> randomly. And these and I love musicals yeah. as well. And sometimes I'll listen to a musical song or there'll be news about a musical. And I remember when Hamilton they released yeah, oh the this. Like, yeah, oh my god. The first thing I thought was like, I like I want well, I want Mark to come over and we can watch this together. And it's still things I deal with yeah. right now, but Yeah, for me, it was very difficult. And it was one of those things where I was in so much shock because of how you were feeling. And I would never want that. I would never want anyone to go through what you've gone through. But also, I would never want someone to have a friend go through what you Mm. went through. Like, it is very difficult. Yeah.
2: It is. And, you know, the thing is, I... As much, I mean, I can say that I'm going through it. I will always go through it, but not to make me like a subject matter expert on grief or anything, but it's like, I can, I can talk about it now. I can, you know, offer words of, you know, words of wisdom, let's say, and all that. The other day, I would say maybe not the other day, but a couple of months ago, I got the news that a friend of mine lost her husband in a very similar way very suddenly i can tell you i had no words for her no words
0: i remember that day you messaged me and you're like ironically i don't know what to say
2: i did not know what to say to her i I may have even said this to her like i just
0: and i think the thing is because you never had to experience it from from that perspective you know what i mean
2: you know and then suddenly i thought about you guys because I'm like me, who's gone through it, who can tell you what I hated hearing very blatantly. I can, I can like, tell you the sort of stuff that people have said to me, maybe from the goodness of their hearts, that just made me so angry, yeah. that made my blood boil, that I would never want to hear, that definitely did not help me at all. If I wasn't so numb, I may have you know, lashed back at them. What words can I say to this person to for a second make her feel better? answer is nothing you can't (laughs) like there's no words there's no words no words like nothing
0: the situation and i remember with you it was like i mean me and sammy would have these conversations and be like what can we do i would be like there's literally nothing in the world you can do except just just be there and then hopefully that makes a person feel better you know what i mean but like
2: but that's all honestly that that's the only thing that i needed yeah was just be there that's it yeah, don't exactly. do anything we don't even like obviously wasn't didn't want to go out or anything like that yeah, yeah but yeah, just you know come over
0: and like i think the thing is with you is that like what, what i try to do is like let you kind of navigate things and and sort of dictate how things went so like whenever if you felt like you were okay enough to go out for lunch we went out for lunch if you remember yeah, right
2: yeah. sushi what? restaurant with yeah, the flies <laughs> <laughs> the <most pleasant laughs> lots of <experience>. flies <laughs>
0: um Or, you know, you want to go to a bar, yeah, let's go to a bar. But like, I don't know if this turned into like a question of what would you give advice would you give to someone going through that situation? And I think my answer would be just like, go with the flow and and on the pace of that person. And, And there's no, there's no right or wrong. Like, you know, if you had said, I want to go to a bar, like after three days, then you go to the bar. You know what I mean? It's not,
2: we went to the mall at some point. We did
0: go to a bar within the first few days, by the way,
1: I think. Or we attempted to. I remember you saying, right. I need a drink. And
2: uh, No, we went the same day, the I The same think. day, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, remember, I remember I didn't even question it. I'm like, okay, Hibba needs a drink. Let's go.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a drinking problem, by the way. No, obviously. I love a day drink. I, like, that's never going to change, I'll tell you. <laughs> So this is something that I've, I've been wondering about, especially now that I've been kind of coming to it, let's say, just kind of recalibrating, thinking of others, again, being a little less selfish, <laughs> less self-obsessed. But I was, I was wondering, actually, just kind of looking at, you know, me going through the stages of grief the way I did, which is very unique to me and not necessarily the way that other people might go through it but i was wondering and i know that you guys are very like intuitive and i know that you guys are very like i know that it's not like you kind of watch me go through this expecting me to behave in a certain way but this is something that's new to all of us this this amount of grief i mean i think it's not like it was just me that lost someone we all did yeah but i was wondering throughout and still like to this day and Like I've said this before, I'll say this again, it's a continuous thing. But what's something that I did throughout that obviously to me was a coping mechanism that you may have been surprised that I had done? You know, like a reaction or an action or what have you.
1: I do have one and I'm going to be very honest here. One of the things for me is I again it was something i had never been through before and i've never none lost of someone us. None yeah of obviously none but of i can us, only yeah. speak for myself i mean i've never been through it i've never lost someone and i've never had someone so close to me go through something ever this traumatic never ever 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 and when it first happened like i mentioned a bit earlier like i, I was trying to spend as much time with you as possible and i kind of did let you lead the way in terms of how like if you want to hang out with us or if you and it did but then after like a, f- a few months i went back to work i had a few things happening as well like my grandma got very ill and then she got better and everything went back to normal and i might have gotten a bit comfortable i'm going to be honest a bit comfortable in thinking okay hiba's back now in dubai and i'm in Abu Dhabi, and i can do what i can and i may have and it's this is not a discussion we need to have but like i may have maybe not been there for you as much as i could have or should have um even though I did feel at the time I was doing my best and trying to juggle my feelings and my life with everything that was going mm-hmm. on and me being so far away, and there was at one point where we had a very honest conversation about this on the phone, and we had we stopped talking for a while towards the end of last year because of this. Of you had once said to me like I felt like you weren't there for me for a period of time, mm-hmm. uh, and looking back now, my gut reaction was I took it so personally and I was so offended. And I wish I could go back and say, because regardless of how I felt about that statement or what I did or what I didn't do, I should have let you just say your feelings. And I shouldn't have taken it so personally. You know what I mean? And I did take it so personally. And I, like I said, I, I kind of like was like, I maybe I need time away from him, but this was towards the end of last year, so it was. Uh,
2: <laughs> to be fair, people tend to feel that way about me. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> feel what way?
2: I need some time away. No, from him. no,
1: no. I, I never, I've never felt like that before. But, um, and so, and we, st- I, I was like, okay, I need some time away, and I stepped away, and then we started talking again. And it was at your party when you mentioned earlier this year is when we really started. We were just like, fuck this, like it's yeah. over. Um. And that was one thing that maybe didn't catch me off guard, but that was one thing that really stood out to me where I was like, I didn't handle that situation correctly. And I wish I expressed how I felt differently. And It was a bit of a shock to hear it because you never want to hear that from someone who's as close to you as as close to me as you are, and that was something that I want to say, quote unquote, maybe shocked me or I wasn't expecting because we are such close friends. Like you're one of my best friends in the world, and not to say that you were right or wrong for saying it, but that is something where I was like, and I wish I could, I wish I could turn back time and handle it a bit differently, but we all we all make mistakes. I
2: I think this like this goes back to the fact that none of us have gone through any of this before like it was new
1: and we discussed this when we talked about it
2: but as well I did feel (laughs) and maybe this goes back to my point of you know just do whatever the fuck you want to do like be selfish yeah and this was just me like just kind of saying what I felt at the yeah, time and that's fine I mean I was I, I still I am I'm a very emotional person I'm very sensitive I will always be and I don't think necessarily that's a bad thing not maybe not a good thing either it's just the way I am and I think at that point I didn't want too many people in my life but you were someone that I wanted in my life and I felt like I didn't have enough of you yeah and that's probably why I said what I said yeah
1: and you had every right to say it and but like I said yeah the,
2: also don't blame you for reacting the way you did, because as well, when you're going through stuff like this, as much as the you think that the world revolves around you, you need to stop and think that, you know, people are also going through things that don't involve you. Yeah. And I would have never understood that at the time. I'm now only starting to kind of be, like have that outlook again that, you know what, the world does not revolve around me.
1: And I also yeah. want to say, I didn't understand at the time that even if I was maybe dealing with things, you were obviously dealing with them at a much bigger bigger scale and at a different pace. Mm. And selfishly, I maybe thought that you were your pace was similar to mine. It wasn't and it isn't. And it will never be. But you know what I mean? And I think, I can only speak for myself, I made a mistake. And that was one of the things where I was like, I I think about it a lot. And it's not a, a deal anymore because... We're back to being yeah. girls. It's yeah. all good. but <laughs> I, I do sometimes wish, it's, like you
2: know, it's a, it's a lesson in in friendship. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's a lesson in friendship. No, because honestly, I don't think that as much as you think that it's so easy to say, you know, we're good friends. We're gonna be here for each other. We're gonna go through this together. We're gonna we're gonna get through this together. Blah 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 blah. But shit happens along the way, and you don't know how you're gonna react.
0: Yeah. Can I just say this is a fantastic conversation and I too wish I could go back in time and play this conversation to the both of you because like (laughs) I got stuck in a lot of phone calls between the both of you of like no fuck this I'm not gonna do this I'm not gonna do that and like I remember like I kind of brokered a deal at the the first no, time.
2: you didn't want to say anything. I'm oh, like no, that no,
0: fucker. I, the first time, the first <laughs> no, time. He, he
1: shouldn't have.
3: Oh my he god, he was could playing you imagine? neutral the no, no. whole time.
2: Could
1: you
0: imagine getting between Sammy and Hibba? Yeah. Oh, right. like, well, the first, the first, the first time. And just for some context, the first time things kind of went sour between the both of you. Uh, you know, I. Oh remember, yeah, like, because
2: it was it was in phases. It was part yeah, one and part two. And I
0: spoke to you, and I spoke to you, and you are upset, and you are upset, and then I was like i kind of managed to bring both parties together and then you guys got along and then i don't know what else happened but something something else happened and then you guys really were like you know again it was kind of like a Sri Lanka trip someone
2: yeah. said things oh, that they the shouldn't have <laughs> and, then,
0: and, then in this, and then after that happened and i was like i was like okay i'm gonna kind of step back and i'm just gonna kind of wait it out because like, I really felt like I put a lot of effort into the first time, and then, like, it kind of worked, and then to see it, like, kind of unfold again, I was like, I was like, I don't know, like, it's it's a lot, but no, I'm glad you guys are back now.
3: We're back
2: together. We're back
0: together. <laughs> I think always. <laughs> Hiba, my, the, the one thing that you did, I mean, that was, maybe, maybe we should have led with my answer, because that was, mm. like, very thought out, and. My, the thing that you did, the one thing that that kind of like surprised me was your trip to Thailand, and like it goes back to like I, comfort zones. Yeah,
2: and, I needed that trip, and that was me definitely going out of my comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, and especially I, I Thailand.
0: Not just Thailand; <laughs> you went to an island, and I was like, okay, is gonna go on a plane, and then f- f- like probably another plane, and then a boat. And I was thinking on my own. <laughs> uh, yeah, on your own, and I was thinking like knowing you and knowing you know you like your comfort zone I'd be like "Hibba, if she were to travel she'd want to be in a situation where if things are are uncomfortable she can just leave like if she, if she wasn't happy if she wasn't having a good time she can just leave and I was like no that's not the case where you're going like you have to take a boat and another plane and yeah. then another plane and probably a connecting flight Yeah. so yeah that that to me was i think the the one thing that surprised me I, I totally say surprised th- me but like hmm? I totally forgot about that trip that was one of the ones where I was like Jesus
3: Christ! <laughs> <laughs> what is Can that? Can I just happening? say
2: I needed? Ah, uh, that was something that I really needed to do. Yeah, but and like, I didn't you know back, that I did.
0: If you look back and and you feel that way, that's that's great. Yeah, I, mean, I needed
2: that so much. Yeah, that trip was yeah I won't get into the details but (laughs) let's just say that it fulfilled me in 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 many different ways and um I'm very grateful to have had that
0: if it's fulfilled its purpose and you Mm. felt if you you know if you felt like I
2: still want like I I feel like I need to do something like that again but you know now that I'm you know looking at life a little differently I think I would appreciate it even more but at the time it was like just go get everything out of your system. Yeah. Come yeah. back. And I did.
0: Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, before we wrap up, uh, we have, we're going to take another quick break. Yeah. P-break, as Tammy likes to call them. Uh, and then we're going to come back with our takeaway to Nhibba. So we're going to ask you 10 rapid fire questions.
2: Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm not uh, prepared. 10
0: seconds to answer each. I thought it was five seconds. Five seconds. Five seconds. All right. Thanks.
3: We'll catch you after the
0: break. <laughs> we <laughs>
1: welcome back and, and, and thanks for holding thanks, thanks for listening to
2: our sponsors <laughs> oh god
1: um <laughs> so we're back with the takeaway 10 hib are you ready go for it what's your favorite meal to cook <laughs> it was like i don't cook
2: you know what? i love making fool
1: turkish coffee
0: oh i love i love ful. Ful.
2: Yeah. but i love making turkish coffee as well by the way it's a daily thing but yeah. there's something so fulfilling about making a turkish coffee uh,
0: it's it is an art yeah what's your favorite way to engage your body
2: i can't <laughs> answer that <laughs>
0: it could be it could be anything like a walk a run
2: whatever i can't say I can't that answer, <laughs>
1: <okay>. <laughs> what was your all-time best travel or holiday experience
2: i would say sailing for sure going to greece oh, twice yeah, that was cool. yeah. living on a boat that was that was amazing
0: not nepal not the trip we took to nepal <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're not going to talk about
0: that. I've Never
2: been enough, enough trauma in my life. Let's not talk about that. What's
0: your proudest moment?
2: Proudest moment? Proudest moment was when I told my dad about Mark.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Really... Biggest regret?
2: I don't really regret much in my life, honestly.
0: Thank you, Sammy. <laughs> what was your best concert experience?
2: Stevie Wonder.
0: That's random. Interesting. Yeah,
2: Amazing performer
0: favorite instagram account
2: favorite instagram account fuck that's a hard one wait wait, wait i need to think about this oh, stop it Ugh, you should send me a beforehand <laughs> favorite instagram account saint podcast. hoax probably
0: oh saint hoax is so yeah. good yeah <laughs> what's your favorite hobby favorite hobby. anything for bertie
2: <laughs> what's my favorite hobby um uh, just like gardening i'm not gardening but just like tending to my plants
1: What's your biggest fear?
2: Honestly, my biggest fear has already happened, so oh, yeah. like bring it on. <laughs> that so. I like that answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you could repeat one day in your life, which day would it be?
2: Oh okay. So there was a day that I was with Mark in Chester, which by the way is I mean I think if you're if you're English it's just like your typical like countryside sort of place. But for me I just absolutely loved it. Maybe because it very much ties into the whole Mark thing. But there was a day where we spent it just like chilling and we were just waiting, I think, to have dinner with his parents or his family somewhere. And we just sat on a hill in this field and suddenly these like, all these little dogs came out of nowhere, like little puppies. And they just started jumping on us. Honestly, it doesn't even sound real.
3: It sounds like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a movie. Like and like, a just like movie Yeah,
2: and it was just me and him, like surrounded by all these little doggies, like all over the place, and this like this big green field, and like, yeah.
1: That's so sweet. Yeah.
0: Those were the takeaway ten. You did really well. Yeah. Thank you. you. Stop to your five second. Um... <laughs> cool. Well. um thanks again Hiba thank for, you for, for having me for joining me. us and, and sharing which
2: until uh. the next traumatic event in my life
1: <laughs> <laughs> no but thank you for being so open and so relaxed and yeah. so uh, you know it, it, it beautiful honestly in and out you, you're you. always flawless but um, <laughs> thank you for coming on and talking about this and I hope people feel heard or learn something from this it's really important and again it's invaluable so Look, thanks a lot Hiba
2: thanks for having me and I, like I Again, I I don't want to be like a spokesperson or like a subject matter expert on this. If anyone's ever going through something like this, reach out to me. Oh, Um, that's so nice. I'm happy to talk about anything, really. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's it. (laughs) Thanks, Hiba. Thanks for listening. You can catch us on all your favorite podcast apps. Make sure you're following us and tell your friends and family. And until two weeks from now, we'll see you then. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye, Bye <laughs>